the State College Football Podcast with Nikos Walter and Nathan Grella presents Episode 12 Super Ultra Harrisburg Review Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of the State College Football Podcast. I'm Nikos Walter and I'm Nathan Grella. Yeah, I'm really excited to do this. This is really, um, this is going to be an interesting episode. Our first... (coughs) My heart. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel right now. Our first loss of the season. It was a heartbreaker. You know. Uh, Yeah, I've heard that song before, but I don't know the rest of the... Just, just, is this, are we just going to play this? Is it? Is that appropriate? I, I guess it is. Okay. For a school podcast. Alright. So, Nathan, do you want to explain our little adventure with the Harrisburg game? What um, our experience was? So, basically, we drove down in a very average van, I'd say. Um, Nick took the wheel for the whole trip. Uh, we stopped at Sheets. I grabbed a sub. See, this is the thing. We know that you're here to listen to st- about state college football, but you also get the juicy scoop on our adventures as well. It's so. a w- listen. We're recording this on a Wednesday morning. I'm pretty tired. I had to wake up at seven this morning to work, so that I'm sucks. not happy. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the fun Wednesday where the seniors get off school. So all of you guys that aren't seniors, this is what we get to do while you're forced to take the PSATs. It's called privilege. PSATs don't matter. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I had to take the PSATs, I had to go in on a Saturday to do it. Yeah, all me of you, too. All of you guys are lucky. We had to actually take time out of our weekend to go take the PSATs. And all you guys get to do it during school. That is... That's an honor. Okay, it's not an honor. It's a privilege. I mean... <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, it's an actual privilege. I mean, it's also a privilege to get off school. Very true. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you guys have this privilege because it also means privilege for us as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on, let's get into these picks against the spread. This is awkward because Nick's just like playing on his phone. No, I'm not playing on my <laughs> phone. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get the uh, something set up for a little later in the episode. All right. So, picks against the spread. Uh, this is our review of our picks from last week. And I gotta say, I did not do very well. Yeah, yeah, you only got uh, one, one thing right. So, And honestly, I was feeling pretty good about that. I really was. I, I felt like this that was a good episode for picks. And it obviously was not. It would, Listen, I didn't... I had two wins, so it wasn't a good week for picks. But coming up, we got... Um, Coming up later in the show, we got two pick'ems, which is the first time for the whole year we have two pick'em games. So that should be fun. So throughout, throughout later in the show, I don't know. It's gonna be coin flips for days back here. But a lot of these games were not coin flips, apparently. Um, first of all, you've got Central Dauphin, which was favored by 20 points to beat Altoona, and. I don't understand how I picked the under. <laughs> they beat I them thought, by 42 points. I thought for sure. I thought I I honestly don't remember picking the under. 
you can probably go back to the last episode and hear me say that I pick under for some stupid reason. But I have no idea why I would do that because Altoona is just not very good. Like, throughout a lot of the season, we've been like, well, we don't really know about Altoona. You know, we're kind of wishy-washy. I'm just going to say it. Altoona is not good. Altoona is below average. And it's interesting because initially we thought Altoona was bad. At the beginning of the season, we're like, yeah, this should be a pretty easy game on our schedule. And then they played a couple of really nice games and we're like, hey, maybe this team is actually a lot better than we thought. It turns out they're not. They're just bad. They lost to CD 49-7. to That's bad. That's a bad score. I mean, that that is not a, oh, this, this team is all right kind of score. Isn't, Central Dolphins offense isn't spectacular, so... Yeah, anytime you're giving up 49 points against Central Dolphin, that's a problem. And uh, I guess the 7 score is not that surprising. We've been talking a lot about how good their defense is. But we will talk about that later. Yes, we have the the Mega Extra Central Dolphin preview. Super Mega Central Dolphin preview. Ah, that was the name of the episode last week, Super Mega Harrisburg preview. Yeah, this is going to be the Super Mega Ultra Central Dolphin preview. Number 1. As in, the best. The the best Central Dolphin preview and the only Central Dolphin preview. Yes. Uh, Alright, so last week, if you remember, I picked the under on a three, a, a spread of three, and I came so close. The game was Chambersburg at Central Dolphin East. Chambersburg was favored by three, and Chambersburg won by six. And I was, I was when I was putting the score in, um, I was like, I thought the score originally was 22-20, and I was like, yes, I did it! And then I double-checked the score, and it was 26-20. I was like, no, why? But, was that, but that wasn't just Max Preps getting the score wrong like they did in Week 2. That was just you reading it wrong, right? Yeah. Because if you guys remember... <laughs> actually, no, was it Week 1? It was Week 1, because I, yeah. I was at the Mifflin County game, and the Harrisburg... Or, geez, Max Preps just straight-up put the wrong answer in like the wrong scores completely it, i don't know if you want to hear us rant about that max listen preps to is episodes. generally a not very good site mainly because nobody really does anything it's all by parents and coaches and stuff and there's not like a, a like a team of people really doing anything on it so yeah which makes sense because it's it's a national website so it's going to be really hard for them to actually get accurate information everywhere but However, I would like to say that Max Preps had us 6th-ranked in the state last week and Harrisburg 5th-ranked, and Western PA Football didn't have Harrisburg ranked at all. But Western PA Football is a great site. Go check it out. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's just, I I do think that Harrisburg was super underrated, and obviously we'll get into that a lot more. But anyways, you want to move on to the next game? Sure. It was Carlisle at Cumberland Valley. Carlisle was favored by six, but Cumberland Valley ended up winning, 35-14. We both said Carlisle would win, so we both were wrong. Even though I picked the under, so I was technically right to the under of six. Yeah, but honestly, I don't think either of us expected Cumberland Valley to pull out a win, even against Carlisle. That sucks for Carlisle, though, to be the team that broke Cumberland Valley's losing streak this year. I wasn't... I don't know. I could have almost seen them going 0-10. Yeah. Kinda, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to come straight out and say that I really hope they go 0-10. 
but I kind of did. I well, kind of wanted to see that. If there was one game on their schedule that they would win, it would be Carlisle because they lost all of their um, out-of-conference games, and they only got conference games looking forward to it. And I don't think they've even played Harrisburg yet. So that should be a fun game. Yeah, they're they going to get murdered by Harrisburg. <laughs> um, and they're probably going to get murdered by us as well. I think that might be one of the more straightforward previews that we do. Yeah, that they they might there might be some JV and freshmen playing that game. No offense, Cumberland Valley. <laughs> we might see Stevie Gutoff playing running back. I hope we do. We we might need Stevie Gutoff sooner rather than later, but we'll talk about that later. Ooh, um, suspense. Wayne, Waynesboro was at Mifflin County. Mifco um, was favored by nine points and they won by six. I said it would be the under and win for Waynesboro, but they didn't win. But I was still closer because Nick picked the over. Because Nick keeps picking for Mifflin County. <laughs> hey, I was. I think I was never, actually never pick for Mifflin. I County. was actually closer. I was within three points. That's pretty darn good. I, actually, I guess two points technically, because it could be anywhere from eight to yeah. You get the point. I was close. We were both pretty close. Uh, I, I honestly don't think that Mifflin County is quite as bad as Nathan does. They've won a couple games. Good for them. They're still bad. But that doesn't mean you can't pick for them sometimes. Just got to be careful with it. All right. Next one is the only one that I got right in this entire session, unfortunately. And it's only because Coatesville is undoubtedly the best team in the state. Like, there's no one as good as Coatesville right now. Coatesville is every every single player at every position is an all-star. Um, Coatesville was facing, like, the only good team they played all year, really, except for Harrisburg. And uh, it was Downington, Downingtown West. And, and when he says they're the best team, they also have by far the easiest road to the championship. Yes. Like, if, Her- if Coatesville doesn't make it to the championship game... They did something really stupid because they shouldn't have hardly any competition on their side of the bracket. Yeah, on their side of the bracket, they don't have to play the Catholic school, they don't have to play the mid-pen, and they don't have to play the Whippeal. Yeah. So, who are they playing? <laughs> exactly. It's really... They should be. They should have no problem whatsoever getting to the championship game. But anyways, so basically, they're, as Nathan said, they're playing Downingtown West. Um... The spread was negative 14 in favor of Coatesville. Uh, I picked the over, Nathan picked the under, and Coatesville won 42-14. So put up a lot of points on them. You know it's going to happen. Coatesville's just really good. All right, yep. Coatesville is a very, very, very good team, it turns out. So (laughs) most of us already knew that, though. Uh, So moving on. We got State College at Harrisburg, the last game of our picks against the spread. I picked the over. Harrisburg was favored by 10, and I won that. You know it. You love it. Go ahead. Keep talking. I don't I don't know this song. All right. Basically, we got screwed up majorly by Harrisburg, and this was basically like the most underrated game on our schedule. Harrisburg is the most underrated team in the mid-pen, in my opinion. They're not going to be pretty soon. you agree? What? Do you agree? <laughs> I just phased out there. Uh, Do you agree that Harrisburg is criminally underrated before this game? 
No, because they were ranked fifth in the state on max preps. I know, but a lot of organizations <laughs> didn't have them that high. Um, alright. I think we were underrating them going into the game, which was probably the dumbest thing we could ever do, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> because, FYI, we lost to them last year, and we lost to them the year before. <laughs> so. Yeah, Harrisburg is shaping out to be our new rival. And I think we talked about that a little bit last time. There were, there were some there's some bad blood being thrown around. Oh yeah, the there's there's some fights and everything. Okay, turn that off now. I did. <laughs> Alright, so the spread was 10, I picked the over. I won. Nick foolishly picked the under and the win, um, and I think even he was having regrets about that on Saturday before the game. He was like, yeah, I shouldn't have picked that. Um, yeah, I that was <laughs> that was honestly stupid. <laughs> That, yeah, even like, like even on the drive down, I was like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> no, like even the first game, the first pod we did, we were like, we were looking at the schedule, which was just released, and we were like, one o'clock in Harrisburg, that's gonna be rough." And here, and we were looking at Harrisburg's schedule, and we were like, "Harrisburg, beside Coatesville, has a pretty easy easy slate of games heading into that game." So. Yeah, it it was it was a tough game. Um, interesting experience, interesting setting. It was my first time being at the appropriately named Severance Field. I think that's the coolest and most hardcore name for a football stadium I've ever seen. It's where people's playoff hopes get severed. Like it's so metal. You know what I mean? When I, I saw that, I was like, "Wow, that's really intense." <laughs> I thought it was like severance, like what you get paid when you get fired. So they're the people out there firing football teams and giving them what they deserve. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and their school honestly looks very gothic, like architecture-wise. It's not gothic. Wise. It looks like a prison. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's imposing, and the school is right right on top of the field. It's just it's an interesting place, but I gotta say they they had a really nice atmosphere there. I was impressed with their fans. They had a ton of people out for the game. Um, they had little tents set up where you could buy Harrisburg merchandise, and they had a nice big turnout. And their crowd was up on their feet and loud the whole game. So they it was a nice atmosphere. It's just different, you know. Yeah. It was it was an enjoyable game though. And their yeah. field their field's nice too. It's really big, like. The turf goes a long way for some reason. Thank goodness it wasn't really hot because that wouldn't have been fun. Yeah, I, Harrisburg is known as the hottest field in the state. Um, thankfully, it was like mid sixties and cloudy, so yeah. Even out. even our the the stat guy for state college was like, yeah, it's just really hot on this field. So, and he's been to a lot of these games, so he knows what's up, you know. And he specifically mentioned to me, without us bringing it up, that he was glad that it was cloudy. So, I guess that's a sign, right? Alright, so, Nick, I'm trusting you. Talk for as long as you can while I run up and get my notebook that I forgot. Alright, All right, sounds We're good. keeping this in. <laughs> Alright, so, my general thoughts on the game against Harrisburg, um... First of all, you could see they actually they had a large football team. Like they they had a lot of players, which is interesting because they've been kind of infamous for having really small teams in uh, ninth grade the last couple years. But anyways, they had a lot of people. 
and they had some big, big dudes. I mean, you could tell some of these guys were absolutely massive. And I think when I started to look at their team and see both the size of their team, how many players they had available, and the size of some of the individual players, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a different game. This is going to be a different game. And honestly, I was a little bit skeptical, to be honest, about Nathan when he talked about how important he thought it would be that it was a 1 o'clock game on a Saturday. But it completely threw me off. It really did. Like... I didn't expect it to be that make that big of a difference, but standing down there on the sideline just getting ready for the game, I did not feel the hype. I was not excited. It was just I was just there. Well and I think our yeah. players were in a similar situation. Like they're not Friday night, that's the hype time. That's when you get excited and they're just that energy was not there for our team. And I think that honestly got us off on the wrong foot right away. Well we were mis- there were a couple players, MIA um, and one of them was the hype man. And normally we wouldn't talk about this, but I think this needs to be talked about because it's a huge deal with the team, with players just getting injured or not being present. I would say. So. Yeah. So. And like I- we were we were talking on the drive back. It was like how many players have we lost that were potential starters? Or that should be starters right now. And it's like... It's a lot. It's, it's like five on each side of the ball, if not more. Or even if they're not starters, people that would play a lot anyways and would come in and relieve people. There's just... There's a lot of questions about injuries. There's a lot of questions about possible behavior. And we're not going to get into that because honestly, we don't really know details. And that's that's fine because a lot of this stuff... You know, is kept on the down low by the coaches and for good reason. You know, these are high school students. They're not they're not celebrities, they're not, you know, public figures. They don't need to have their problems and stuff broadcast all over the world. So we don't really know what's going on. But all that we do know is that some a lot of our key players were not there for the game for various reasons. Um I think one of the most immediate things that we saw during the game was offensive line struggles. Yeah. And um Jason- and offensive line struggles, I think can be fixed. Um, you're facing a very, very, very good Harrisburg defensive oh line as gosh. well. Oh my gosh. Some of their guys were just, um, they were impressive. I mean, they were huge dudes. But that was, offensive line was something we weren't even questioning. Like, we were with uh, Bruce Badgley, who is one of the Western PA football and PA football news greats. Um, and he was like, as soon as our offensive line went on the field, and he was like, that's a total mismatch. Your offensive line is huge, and their defensive line is tiny. And then we were like, yeah, okay. And then the game happened, and it happened, and it, there was a huge talent difference. So Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, James Cameron, the center, was injured. And we don't really know details about James that. James Cameron. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am, okay, I'm mixing up two names of two people that were missing. I apologize. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we'll talk about this now. Offensive line, James James Pone wasn't there. We don't know why. He could be injured. He Something else could have happened. Um, Jason Cameron was injured. Hopefully it's not serious because he's really, really good. Yeah. And we haven't been talking about it all year, but he's actually really good. And sorry so, for combining the names of those two people. Yeah. <laughs> so, to make up for those two losses, which are pretty huge losses... Um, we moved Ramsey to center, which works. I it, but we also moved Addison Darcy 
to the left side for some place. We swap Addison Darcy and Logan Lieb. It was basically right and left. It was basically a it was basically a rotation of Ramsey, Addison Darcy, and Logan Lieb at center and right and left guards. I know Logan Lieb also took snaps Whoa. at center, didn't he? Yeah, the, I'm, the, I'm pretty right. certain. This is was the main line combination that for most of the game. Addison Darcy and Logan Lee flipped between tackles. Yeah. Like so, Addison Darcy would play a series at right and then a series at left, and they'd switch off. Um, at left guard, obviously Adam Van Horn. Right guard was Kobe Assendorf for most of the game. Yeah. And then Ramsey played center for most of the game. So I'm not out here calling names out, but I don't think Kobe is varsity ready right now. So that and that was a huge pro- problem point throughout the game. And the other thing is, when you're missing James Pone, you're missing our most. And Nathan specifically mentioned this on the way home, and I totally agreed with him. You're missing that athletic guy that can really move around. Like he can. The the defensive players have a special a more difficulty getting around James because of his athleticism and his quickness as compared to, for instance, Logan Lieb. Logan Lieb is a bigger dude, and he can play really well on the inside, but we, we got an interview with him after the game, and he was like, yeah, I wasn't really sure of myself. I didn't fully know what I was doing. I don't play this position, and he's just not used to being the guy that has to be athletic enough and be able to prevent people from getting around yeah. him. He's more of an anchor. And so that that mismatch just in speed was a big key to that game. And and one thing I was surprised was Kobe Asendorf getting more reps than Shane Cole was. And if Logan Lieb is better on the inside, I would rather have Shane Cole on the right side and then move Addison Darcy permanently to the left side. Then you get that. Then Logan Lieb can play guard, which is his more n- natural position, I would think. Yeah. And that makes more sense because Kobe Asendorf... He's just not ready right now. He, the, the, he's just so raw. And when you're facing Harrisburg's defensive line, that's, that's the other thing. It's I feel not like good. you don't want to cut your teeth against Harrisburg. I mean, their one defensive tackle might have been one of the biggest high school players I've ever seen, and one of the most athletic. Like he, he was just such an imposing figure, and that's just not the kind of people that you want to get your varsity starts with like you, I would feel a lot more comfortable if he had played some played more against you know Chambersburg well he played in garbage time against those teams but yeah but he I, wasn't I playing against think... their athletic players yeah. and so it's just not the matchup that you want to see right now and he definitely has a lot of potential it's just like you said he's raw right now and it's difficult against a team that is so athletic as Harrisburg that has so much speed yeah and we tried to open up the playbook this game, and with the struggles of the offensive line, it didn't work. And through the middle of the game, I was like, are we going to throw downfield? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, we don't even have enough time to throw downfield. Yeah, so, <laughs> we, we just, they had so much penetration. I mean, a lot of sacks, a lot of tackles for loss. And it was kind of just disappointing to see it. And, um, they were covering well, and when you get that kind of pressure on the defensive line, even rushing, like sometimes even just three three guys, you know, you, they don't need to bring a full blitz to get that pressure. You know, they can run their standard 4-3 and still 
get consistent sacks, consistent dropbacks. And when you can do that, then secondary can play a lot better, as you know. So when their linebackers don't have to worry as much about, you know, getting on the quarterback, about stopping the run because that defensive front is bottling it up, they can drop back more to pass coverage and you see what happened. Um, yeah. And another position where we were missing a key player was at running back. And Isaiah Edwards was also MIA. Um, unofficially, it looks like he's injured and not off the team. But that you, when you're missing Isaiah Edwards, you're missing an important part of the offense, which is you got to keep the defense honest. you got to keep the linebackers in. you got to keep the linebackers watching out for when you're running down the, down the pipe, somebody that can really run at you and make moves. And without mm-hmm. Isaiah Edwards and without Mike Maniac, um, you're, you don't have that. You don't have anybody that can run straight at you and get four yards, five yards, six yards. Just And you need that spread offense to yeah, mix it up. To balance and, it. And we weren't doing that at all. Because you, you can't run Dre Green straight at Andre White Jr. It's yeah. not going to – that's disaster. So. That's, that's one of the keys I felt to the game is – I, I think Dre Green is an amazing player, but to me, he's not an every-down kind of running back. Like, you really want someone that is a little more, especially against this Harrisburg team that has such talented linebackers and such a talented defensive front. You want someone that's a little more sturdy, a little more tough, and that's the thing. You need Dre Green to get that speed on the outside, to get that elusivity. But he's not going to he get that. Do that. He's not going to get that if the linebackers aren't being honest. Exactly. And so you need that balance. And the fact of the matter is that we did not have balance on our offense. Um, we couldn't do anything in the passing game. We So we resorted to running the ball a lot. And Dre could not really get anything going. We would throw a lot of screens and short passes. Um, but their coverage was great on the outside. Cohen and Keaton didn't have really any room until at least until the fourth quarter, the third or fourth quarter, really. In the fourth quarter, we started just chucking it down the field, and that's what happened. Like We were like, all right, offensive line, figure yourselves out, but we're just we're just going to try and chuck it at you and yeah, let Keaton we, make plays. We started just taking big <laughs> shots, and Keaton made a lot of plays. Um, I got to say, before we really move into the defensive side of the ball, because I think we've mainly co- – oh, actually – Real quick, one important issue, one important thing, Tommy Freiberg. You want to talk about Tommy Freiberg? Yeah, he was he, all right. He he had a <laughs> he he really struggled in the first half. Yes, you, you could tell that he was really frustrated. You know, you could tell that he was wearing down. Well, if you're not if you're not giving the man time, exactly, he's not gonna he's and not gonna th- throw the ball downfield. That's just what happens. Like it it wasn't. It wasn't. We're not saying that it was all Tommy Freiburg's fault, and we're not even saying that it's all the offensive line's fault. They just have a really good team. But the fact of the matter is that when your quarterback's getting hit on every other play and scrambling all over the place and really doesn't have anybody open, he's going to make some less than agreeable decisions, you know? He threw a couple of interceptions, and including a pick six later in the game, and there was just a lot of stuff like that where you know, coverage sacks that just happen really fast, I guess. And we really saw in this game, Harrisburg did the first thing against State College that any other team has, hasn't has done. It's, they pu- actually punched us in the mouth, and yeah. we didn't respond well to it at all, especially in the first half. 
what it was twenty four to three at the end of the half. So yeah. this team, um, for the first time all year, had adversity, and they didn't respond to it. Yeah. So I'd like to move on talk a little bit about special teams because I think this was one of the absolute high points. This was the one area of the game where we clearly outperformed them. And I know that's kind of, you know, if you're going to well, choose... Well, it's Harrisburg a, special teams and not like... Yeah. Yeah. No, but I gotta nobody say, in downtown Harrisburg is going to try and be a kicker. So... Yeah. Not not I, to make any stereotypes. But I got to say, we, we really did... Special teams was great. Addison Darcy was punting like a madman. He destroyed that ball every but, time. It was beautiful. He had some amazing punts where we were able to pin them back much farther than we should have. We didn't always do everything that we should have with those opportunities, but uh, he did his part as a punting. Um, our coverage was good. You know, Harrisburg has a lot of athletes. We didn't let them escape. That's a big deal. Um, I was kind of expecting that to happen at some point, and it didn't. Um, our kicking was good, you know. Cam was able to make a couple field goals. Good onside kick, which they should have seen coming a mile away. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, scored early in the second first the early in the second half. Cam kicked a beautiful onside kick. We were able to recover it. So Cam Renfrew did a really nice job. I think he deserves praise for that as well. Just overall, special teams was well executed. Um, that was definitely a bonus. And I gotta say, their special teams was very interesting to say the least. They went into the half up 24-3, having scored four touchdowns and not converting on any PATs. So they went for two three times and they also missed a PAT kick, which I don't think I've ever seen happen before. Um, I think very this, interesting. Yeah. This, all right, so talking about the defense, de- this is the first game all year where the defense was so much better than the offense. Um, the offense led the defense down, especially in the third quarter. Um, yeah. Defense was wasn't was average in the first half, I'd say. 24 points, you say, oh, that's a lot, but also Harrisburg's offense is loaded. Kane Everson, Jameer Plant, yeah. Uh, and so, the thing is, our defense was just out on the field the entire game, practically. Yeah. So, heading into the, heading into the third quarter, they were really... Like, you get the onside kick, and then you, you punt after the onside kick. Um, and then the defense has, like, three or four straight three and outs against Harrisburg. And that's what really kind of turned momentum heading into the fourth quarter. Although the offense couldn't do anything at all in the third quarter. Um, the, the defense kept us in that the game because that should have this game should have been way over oh, before yeah. we even had a chance I, in the fourth quarter if i remember correctly neither team scored in the third quarter neither team correct? scored yeah so that was impressive honestly we we held them straight in the in the fourth we basically traded third and outs a bunch of times um or three and outs so the the defense was honestly really good and but, yeah they they played well um I do want to say, though, it was very disappointing. We had a lot of chances to get huge tackles for loss. I mean, there was one play in particular where the center snaps the ball over the quarterback's head, and he runs back 
about... And this is a key play in the game. This is what basically ended our chances. This is on third and long. Yeah, so it's third and long. In the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. Down by touchdown. Yeah. Final drive. <laughs> the center snaps the ball way over the head of the quarterback. Way over the head. He runs like 12 yards into the backfield and picks it up, and there are two state college players right on top of him. And he shrugs them off and starts wheeling out to the left side, and there's a couple more missed tackles, and he ends up running. Was, was it? Did he run or throw it for a first down? I don't he, remember. He ran for a first down, and that's what basically ended the yeah, game. Yeah, he ran for a long first down. So he basically gained like 25 yards off this play after the ball was snapped over his head. You just can't do that. And there are other times where we'd you know, have him in the backfield, like deep against their own end zone, and we let him get outside. And I mean, Kane Everson's super tough to bring down, but there are some times where you just have to, you have to make it work, you know? Yeah. Obviously, the defense didn't come up in huge situations in this game, but overall, I thought they were very good. The problem I see with that is Harrisburg's offensive line is not f- amazing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Our... Our defensive line was able to great create a ton of penetration. We just couldn't do anything with it. And ob- and obviously, the defense is starting to... Guys are dropping like flies on the defense. Uh, Jeremy Thompson had to go out for a couple sequences in this game. And, the, and it's a very good thing um, that Dwayne Hahn is as good as he is, or else this, was, this, this defensive line couldn't function. Because Addison Darcy is really, like, or going into the season, who did we think? We thought the defensive line was super deep. Because we saw Cole Arbus and Nathan Luskin, uh, and Kevin Kersinger eventually moved in there, and, we were like, and he started playing really, really well. And then we saw Dylan Ernst, and Zach Betts, and Titus Thompson, and Addison Darcy. And Jeremy Thompson. And Jeremy Thompson. And we were like, oh my god, oh my goodness, we could even play Jeremy Thompson at linebacker sometimes, because it's so deep. And now... Dylan Ernst ends up tearing something in his leg. He can't even play football anymore. Um, Titus Thompson, it looks like he's going to be out for the year. Yeah. Cole Urbis, I don't know what's going on there. But he's probably out for... I think he's probably going to be out at least till playoff time, maybe even the year. Zach Betts is only the long snapper at this point. I don't know what happened or why he isn't getting any reps on the yeah, line. Yeah, that's a I've big question seen, that I've, we've had. I've why seen him at wide receiver. <laughs> so, like, I don't know why Zach Betts isn't in there at defensive tackle, yeah, but he, he could played, give us some depth. He played a lot more last year than this year, which is strange. So, um, I mean, it's really just... Those four guys, it's Kurzinger, Lusk, um, Han, and Darcy, and there's no one else that can go in there because everyone else is either injured or somewhere else. And Jeremy Thompson can come in now and now and again for Dwayne Han, and he's like the only sub at any position. Yeah. So against a good offensive line, which we're going against this week, I there's... I, in let, we can't create penetration because guys are just going to be dropping like flies because they're gassed. And we don't have the depth right now. So we need depth so bad. And the linebackers turned out to be the most depth at depth position, which was surprising. Um, Sam can be said for the secondary. If Sam Sam Knight is basically playing one-handed right now. Yeah. he You could see him having a little bit of trouble tackling. But that's to be expected. He's still an amazing player. 
One person that I've really seen shine the last couple games is Tom Buha. Man, he lights people up. Like, it's so much fun to watch him destroy people. He he just he's made some of the bigger hits I've seen recently. It's a lot of fun to watch him out there. He's a small guy, but he just he he's really been a bit of a surprise for me. I think he's really shined in this uh, time of and Tyson Brennan questions. has been lights out too. And I think I think he probably needs to take more ownership of the defense. But yeah, that's that's a good point. He he's been really tackling well and been really playing well and filling the gaps and I I just want to see him really be the leader of the defense like Keaton Ellis has turned out to be. So, yeah. And if if anybody in the secondary goes down, it it's going to get very scary because we saw what happened when um when Sam Knight was out for a game and they had to put Keaton and Dre Green at safety and that and it's a good thing they didn't try to pass on us in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just to put a cap on this game, it really sucks, but one thing Matt Lintel said after the game was that the last year when we lost to Harrisburg, the best week of practice and the best week um, after was after they lost that game. So, hopefully the leaders of this team can step up. We can see more less rust on the offensive line I would say um, heading into this next game yeah, this, this just, next game I think might be tougher <laughs> just looking at it I'd, I'd just like to see the confidence of the team be boosted I mean I'm kind of glad I told Nathan this when we were on the sidelines before the game started I was like you know I'm kind of glad that we're not driving back with the team on the bus because that would really suck to, to ride <laughs> to ride home on the bus after everyone's lost. I mean, I I did that, you know, many times with the ninth grade team, but it, it's never fun. It just, everyone's just kind of quiet and depressed and looking out the window, listening to music, and it's just, there's no energy, you know? And especially on a Saturday, it's just, it's not right. It's not natural. Yeah. So, this I really game... want to see them get over that, see them practicing hard, moving on, you know, just tough it out, you know? I mean, that's... I'm not saying that as, like, a derogatory thing or anything, you know? It's it's tough to do. I'm not saying it's easy, you know? This game was what it was. The first, the first half, it is what it is. You guys got lit up in the first half. You weren't prepared. Um, sec, third quarter, no excuses. Offense has to play better. That... It was really, really pitiful... <laughs> what the offense showed in the third quarter. But you and you, you came back in the fourth quarter, that's great, but you yeah, shouldn't have even we, been in the game I don't know after the third we quarter. Said we said we did score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um and on that was it's good to see improvement. I gotta say that. It is nice. I'd rather see us get lit up in the first half and play progressively better in the second half than the other way around. You know, at least we didn't. At least we were fighting back. You know, and I, I actually interviewed the Harrisburg coach, and um, I, I basically asked him. I was like, so, you know, how do you feel about your team? Like, what do you think made them special in terms of how do you handle when State College started to gain some momentum in the fourth quarter, when they were starting to make stops on defense, when they were starting to score? You know, and he basically said, look, like, I went in the locker room and I was like. You know, State College, 
this is the, the game's not over you know like state college doesn't just get punched in the mouth and do nothing like he he's like we we fully expect them to come back swinging but because we, state we college punched, is a talented team but we didn't come back for a whole quarter yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is the defense no, gave you a no, chance. That's, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that State College didn't take full advantage. I'm just saying we were able to. Even the Harrisburg coach recognized he knew that there was going to be a little bit of a game at the end. He knew that there was going to be something, and I'm glad that there was something instead of nothing. But especially you, in the fourth quarter, you put the same effort that you put in in the fourth quarter and the third quarter. You win that game. I don't know if you win it, but yeah, you have a much better chance. And I, I'm not, I'm not making excuses for the third quarter. I'm the, just saying it's nice to see progression. Because the defense rather, didn't give up any points in the third quarter. They, they only had allowed one first down. The, the defense was so good in the third quarter, and we haven't seen that kind of consistency all year. So if the offense can't score points in the third quarter when the defense is clearly giving you multiple chances, that's a problem. Oh yeah, this, this was if. If we were able to take advantage of what the defense did, this was a very winnable game. Even though it might have not looked like it at half, our defense gave us a chance to win the game. And it wasn't taken fully advantage of. That's just... That's the fact of the matter. Yeah, just because you know? the first half is, is what it is. Like, there was 15 minutes there where you they could have scored two touchdowns. Or they should have scored two touchdowns. And, and that's we win. were getting good field position because we had them in their own end zone most of the time. You know, we were able to get the ball on the 45-yard line, on yeah, our own 45. every time. Yeah. Because Addison Durst, we won the, the tur- what, turnover margin or whatever. The, like, we won that. Not, not the turnover margin, the, the uh, like flipping the field. Like, we, we were able to flip the field on them. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll go back and look. It was every, every time in the third quarter, they would start at what? Like, their own five? Yeah. And we would stop them, and they would punt, and we'd get the ball close to the the 50, and we wouldn't do anything with it, and we'd punt it back to them far in their own end zone, and then they'd punt it back to us. And, I mean, we had, we like I said, we had opportunities. We, it was just not well executed. They started on their own 17, um, on their own 9, and and then the 40. So there was a couple opportunities in there. Um, and obviously with the the um, onside kick, we went down and, and we had a bad hold. And that, that you can't really... I mean, I me personally, I wouldn't have tried for the field goal, but you, you can't make those kind of mistakes against Harrisburg. So yeah. we'll move on from this game. Yeah, Hopefully we need the to, team will too. We need to preview the Central Dolphin game. We're, we're running pretty late already. This is just going to be a long episode, I think. I, I don't think there's any way around it. It's the first loss. we got to talk about it. So Central Dolphin, they have wins against Wilson, which is that that for, that's we, we got to do it again. <laughs> no, no. This <laughs> after is... after we were like last week. I guess we can't do it anymore, and I guess we can now. So wins against Burks Catholic, which Burks Catholic is much like us. They got a ton of athletes. They run a lot of spread offense, and they they shut them out. Cumberland well, Valley. They shut them out, but the game was only seven nothing. Just to clarify. Yes, <laughs> but they shut them out. Burks Catholic has a dynamic defense, but they also have a dynamic offense. Um, Cumberland Valley, of course, thirty-seven to seven. Carlisle Altoona. So they played some weaker opponents lately, um, but their losses coming against Mannheim Township, which is a 
perennial top 10 team, obviously. But And they lost by 10 points. And, of course, against Harrisburg. Um, but... Who they lost to 20-5. to So, more defensive game than we saw, but still comparable in terms of point margin. And so, this is... This is a team that seems very similar to us in skill level. Um, I think this could easily go either way. You know, the spread is not very big. We'll talk about that a little later. But th- th- we have to win this game, you know. And it's going to be a tough I'm game, sorry, and we should be close. <laughs> I told you we had to do it. This I'm is sorry. the. I can't believe we've done this three times. I, I right. can't. I actually can't believe that this is the third time that we've I made that joke. I can't believe you've done this. No. Um, listen, that Wilson win's looking better and better by the week because Wilson just keeps winning. They started off with a pretty poor record, but now they just keep getting win after win, and they might show up in the top ten sooner or later. Yeah, um, Wilson. Wilson's a quality team. So, their offense is. Your classic Central Dolphin offense, you got a fullback, basically, as your halfback. You're going to give it to him, and he's going to try and run it down the middle every single time. That's your classic Central Dolphin offense. Their quarterback, I think, is better this year than in years past, Noah Hoffman, although he is more turnover-prone than a lot of other Central Dolphin quarterbacks. He has five touchdowns, four interceptions, but his yards per catch... Is fourteen point one, which so is this very is, good. This is like you said, classic Central Dolphin. They don't throw the ball a lot. They don't score a lot by throwing the ball. But when they do, they're generally fairly efficient, except for that turnover margin, which should be big. I really want to see our secondary be able to shut them down. Honestly, I just looking, considering the fact that Central Dolphin is not a passing first team, I think our secondary is plenty skilled enough to shut I, them down. This is a time. game where secondary won't matter. This is a game all about the linebackers and the D-line. The secondary, although they run a lot of jet sweeps, the secondary is going to play in most of the game and won't be that impactful. This is all about how athletic are our linebackers because this is... That you know their game plan. Their game plan is gonna, they're going to run it down the middle, yeah. run it down the middle, run it at, down the middle with their fullback that can lift th- that can deadlift 300 pounds. That's hopefully, like, and hopefully we can see maybe our secondary get at least one turnover. I think Keaton is definitely, or Sammy Knipe, I don't know. I don't know if he can even catch a football <laughs> with his with his broken wrist, but um, or how effective he can catch a football. But I, I think if we see at least, if we see one interception from the secondary, I think that would really be the most impactful and probably the only meaningful thing that they could do during this game. And in terms of the entire game, sure, they're going to make tackles, but like you said, hopefully we can neutralize that. You know, hopefully we can make them even more one-dimensional than they are. We know that they prefer to run the ball, but if we don't give them the option of passing, that'll give us a much better chance. And their offensive line has meat, and there, there's a lot of they have a very very deep offensive line. So this is the one key difference from Harrisburg. We were able to create penetration against Harrisburg. We're not going to be able to create penetration against Central Dauphin unless we improve drastically because their offensive line is the best in the mid-pen. Might be the best in the state. Um, their offensive line is legit. And we're going to have to create a lot of penetration. And if their offensive line creates holes, 
which against our defensive line is very, very likely, linebackers got to step up. Because fullback running mode, they've with every other fullback running mode this year, they've ran all over us. Because our linebackers, although they are athletic, they're not that built. And so. I, honestly, I think it's the same thing with our defensive line. Our defensive line is fast, and they can get around people, and they can create penetration that way, but they're not built, as you say. I think that's really... I'd say that's definitely one of the defining factors of our defense, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have such trouble stopping the inside run. Um, honestly, Central Dolphin seems like a team that's kind of built to exploit our weaknesses. Um, thankfully, our offense... I don't know. If our offense shows improvement from last week and our defense plays as well as they did in the third quarter, we should win this game. But, but that's a big if. That's if, a big if. If there's one defense um, you're going against that you want your your own defense to play well against their offense, basically, if there's one defense that you want to score as much as possible against, this is the defense, and this is the defense that it's not going to work, most likely, because this defense is also stacked. Um Basically, their defense is rock solid, and their offense exploits all of our defensive weaknesses, if that makes sense. So, their defense, obviously, is the, they have a stellar defensive line. They got all three of their linebackers lead the team in the ta- in tackles, and their linebackers are usually their strength. Um, but, defensive backfield, they got kind of a weakness. They got one guy, which is Malachi Bowman, who's noteworthy. But beside that, there's really no one else in the secondary you've got to worry about. That's why the offensive line is key in this game. Offensive line stops their defensive line. If, you yeah, can, if you can, can chuck it all day. If we can pass protect, and I think if we can try to get... If we can get more pass protection and we can get the ball to Keaton, to Jay, to Cider, um, you know... Even we saw actually in the beginning of in the first half of the game, Cider was by far our most productive wide receiver. Interestingly, um, if we can get Cider the ball, if we can get Keaton the ball, if we can get Cohen the ball on the deep, that's that's our offensive weapon against this team. That's going to be a key, and maybe we can see Jeremy Bullock on the inside being able to. Obviously, he's a big guy. We know they have really good linebackers. If we can create a mismatch with the linebackers with anybody on our team, I think Bullock would be one of the keys to that. Um, I think if we can get that inside going with Bullock and Cohen, uh, Cohen being in the slot and Bullock being a downfield kind of guy, if we can get those two guys going on the inside and Sider and Keaton going on the outside, I feel like we should be able to exploit them pretty well. Um, it's going to be tough to run against the team, though. How, really. do, you th- how do you think Harrisburg beat them? First off, they won 20-5. to How do you think they beat them? They chucked it downfield. They got an awesome quarterback. Their quarterback just ran around. Central Dolphin isn't that athletic. So if Tommy Freiberg starts using his legs eventually, or using his legs well, (laughs) then not running for his life, he can run around these guys. Yeah. So if Tommy ends up keeping their defense honest... You can run four verts all the time. Just run everybody downfield, let them chuck it. So basically, but you're not going to be able to run it down the middle against this team, especially with Dre Green or, like... Yeah, Dre so. Green's just not, like I said, I, I honestly don't see him as an every-down kind of back. Every-down kind of back. 
He's great on the outside. He can make people miss. He's elusive and he's really fast. But we need, like I said, we need someone to balance him out. I honestly, from what I understand, I kind of doubt that Edwards is going to play in this game either. I really, we don't know much about his situation, but I, I just don't see him being there next week. Um, that is huge. That is really huge. And yeah, and you look look at the teams that beat Central Dauphin. Um, and beside Burke's Catholic, I don't know what, what's up with that Burke's Catholic game. That was just a weird game. But beside Burke's Catholic, they're all teams that don't have a ton of athletic players. They all they're all very Central Dauphiny teams. Um, they're all like Wilson, Cumberland Valley, Carlisle, Altoona. They're all very thick teams. Um, the teams that beat them, they're all very athletic. They have a lot of weapons. They have great quarterbacks. Manham, Manham Township, Harrisburg. So. We definitely fall so, more into the latter category. Yeah. So can we rise to their level? I mean, obviously Harrisburg has an average offensive line, and that helps. So if we, if our offensive line can just hold them long enough and to where we thing. can throw the ball, I think we've generally done pretty well in pass protection this year. I didn't have many worries about pass protection until the Harrisburg game, and even against Harrisburg. Some of those defensive tackles were just unreal. I don't think that the Central Dolphin has that those big of dudes. Um, we're really going to have trouble running the ball against them, but as long as we can pass protect. And if Tommy is able to scramble, I don't know if their defensive line is fast enough to catch him in many instances. So if we see him you know, using his feet more, going outside the pocket to throw the ball, I think that could be one of the keys to the game. Because I don't think that they have the athleticism to catch him every time. Just like what happened with us against Harrisburg, you know? We got killed with his feet, with their quarterback's feet. You know what I mean? Well, Harrisburg, it was like two hammers hitting each other. You got really athletic and really athletic, and they were just more athletic. So yeah. that's why they beat us. But this game, you got a hammer and a nail on both sides of the ball. So even though their defense is really good, our offense is great against all their weaknesses. Yeah. And it's the same vice versa. So even though their defense is awesome and our defense is awesome, this could very easily be a shootout, just the way it's stacking up. Because both offenses, their their um strengths are the opposing defense's weaknesses. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Central Dolphin has a team that's built to control the clock as well. And that, that might hurt us more than help us. Yeah. Because more athletic teams can't control the clock as well than Central Dolphin really, teams. What I was really like to see is if... We've we can, seen a lot yeah. of special teams touchdowns by State College this year. I feel like that is one area where we definitely have a clear advantage is on special teams. If we can score on a punt return or a kick return, which I think is very possible with this team. We've seen it a lot this year. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they're fast enough to contain Cohen or Keaton. I mean, pretty much nobody is, but especially this team, I feel like we could easily exploit that. If we see a touchdown on special teams, I feel like that could easily be the key to the game for us. And if Darcy, hopefully we don't have to punt as much, but if Darcy punts like he did last week and Renfrew's able to kick... I'd feel a lot more confident about this game. Because really, if there was anything that, like I said, that we were clearly 
had an advantage on against Harrisburg, it would be special teams, and I don't see Central Dolphin having that great of a special teams either. So, you all right? This game is the season, basically. This is my uh, cum laude or whatever you would say. <laughs> um, this game is the season. Last game was the season. All right, this game keeps you in the season. If you lose this game, you don't get a very good playoff spot. Um, you are the best playoff spot you can. Look at Cumberland Valley last year. They they swept they swept the table and they got a great uh, playoff spot and they made it to the round of eight. So you win this you win this game you put yourself in a very good position. Harrisburg Harrisburg could easily lose a game down the stretch. Although there's not a good chance they will since they already played C- CD, but. Harrisburg still has got CD East, and I think CD East could give them a game like we gave them a game. Harrisburg's not a perfect team by any means, and they could easily lose a game down the stretch. Um, Yeah, and in high school football, anything can happen. And with with this team, it's all about just getting healthy at this point because uh, beside this game, there's not a... You, you got Harrisburg or you got Altoona and Cumberland Valley still on the schedule, and I think those those two games are pretty easy wins. So yeah, we we shouldn't have any problems with them. You win this game, just get healthy after that. So this you gotta fight and scrap your way in this one, and then you, you can rest for two weeks practically until the playoffs. Yeah. So, so just just win this game. Obviously, it's going to be a very tough environment. Um, Central Dolphin, obviously, and I'm not saying this to belittle them, but the tragedy is going to give them, has given them more, a, a lot more motivation, yeah. especially. So, th- this game is very, very important. Um, don't get me wrong. This This could be an even more important game than Harrisburg. See, you going into the Harrisburg game, we all kind of were pretty sure they ha- they didn't have a chance. Um, or they had a chance. That they just weren't favored. Yeah. And you didn't have a very good feeling about that game. This game, I th- it could go either way. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, are we ready for picks against the spread? We are ready for picks against the spread. All right. What we'll, do you think? We'll do a quick one. Are you are you going to take notes for this? Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. All right, sweet. Okay, first of all, we've got... You know what? We'll, we'll do State College last. Let's start with Downingtown East at Downingtown West, and which just is a pick And just to make it... This is a 6-1 team uh, against a 7-0 and team. And the 6-1 and team lost to Coatesville last week. So... I put it at a pickup just, just for the fun of it. Do you like e- the word East or the word West better? <laughs> How about West? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like are, I'm guessing these guys are big rivals, right? They're big rivals, and they have like the same colors and basically the same logo too. So it's <laughs> okay. like essentially it's like it'll, they're both a D, but like one, and they're both the same color D, but like yeah. one D is more stretched out, and they're in the same font. <laughs> it's like one D is like more stretched out than the other D. Alright, I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go with Downingtown West for no reason. Basically no reason. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Downingtown West because I went to West Middle School. Um Wow. So, that's a great reason. So basically 
I used to live in Westminster, Maryland, when there was West Middle School and East Middle School, and we were big rivals. And we each had it a rhyme. Ours was West was best, East is least, and theirs was East is beast, West is pest. Wow. <laughs> we are very alliterative <laughs> in our time. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> so, All right, next we've got um, CD East at Carlisle. CD East is favored by seven points. What do you think? This is kind of a... Carlisle's going to come out very angry because I think they should have won last week against Cumberland Valley. Um, CD East uh, is also going to come out <laughs> very angry after losing to Chambersburg last week. Um, CD East with the points, I'm going to say. Over. Man, that that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick CD East over. Yeah. I just, I, I just think that CD East has the athletes. You know, they're, they're not the best team, but I think they, they have more athletes than Carlisle, and I think they can run away with the score in the second half. It's going to be close for the first half, but I think they're going to be able to pull it out in the second half. So, next we've got St. Joseph's Prep at Archbishop Wood. And this, this is, is a fun game. St. Joe's game that we've picked all year. Um, so... Obviously, they're the perfect team. They're the Alabama of Pennsylvania football. Um, Archbishop Wood, although not a 6A team, is like the Alabama of 5A football. Um, uh, Archbishop Wood, of course, has Nasir Peoples, who committed to Virginia Tech last year, who was their best player last year for Archbishop Wood. So, of course, I'm going to pick the under because Archbishop Wood has a player that went to Virginia Tech. Um, and I'm gonna pick St. Joe's Prep for. <laughs> that's kind of man. That's a I, I feel like spread, okay. Bud. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Twenty. The spread is twenty-one in favor of St. Joe's. That's a lot. That's a really big spread. Um. But they just beat Father Judge last week, forty-two twenty-one. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh. I think I still have to go for the under, just. I mean, I don't think it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be 21 points. So. All right. Next up, we got two horrible teams. Two. two all right. We decided earlier in the podcast, Altoona's not that good. So. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> two teams that were playing later in the schedule besides Central Dolphin. Uh, the last two teams on our schedule out of the final three. Altoona at Cumberland Valley. The game is a pick em, and it's in Cumberland Valley. And Altoona's not that good when they're not at home. I mean, they're not that good when they are at home, but they're worse when they're on the road. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm easily picking Cumberland Valley. I think they have some momentum going in. Let's put it this way. Cumberland Valley's on the up and up. They're like Kansas, okay? They're supposed to be bad, and everyone knows they're bad, but they're getting a they're little bit like better. Kansas. They're like Notre Dame a couple years ago. Where you like you went into the season and you were like Hey, Cumberland Valley, they're always a challenge. They were the, they won the mid-pen last year, so, hey, you never know. But not, And then this year, they're, like, terrible. So they're like Notre Dame a couple years ago when they lost to Nevada or something. <laughs> Better All comparisons. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. I was just going to say they're like Kansas because they are just bad, but they're... But they win a game? But, but they win a game, and then everyone's like, oh, they're not that bad, but that's only because you're comparing them to how they used to be. But anyways, 
the so point like when is Kansas crushes Rutgers and you're like Oh yeah, no Kansas is no, actually okay. might be good. They could make a bowl. Kansas for the playoff. No, Kansas <laughs> Kansas shouldn't make a bowl. Rutgers is just the worst. Everyone hates Rutgers. I'm gonna see pull up the Kansas record because maybe they can make a bowl. In any case, um <laughs> Wait, uh, I, the point is Cumberland Valley it has momentum. Altoona does not. They both started on opposite ends of the spectrum and Cumberland Valley has been moving up and Altoona has been moving down and I like Cumberland Valley for this just because of that. Listen, Kansas has two wins and they got Iowa State still on the schedule and they got Kansas State still on the schedule. They Basically, they play Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State, Kansas State, Oklahoma, Texas as the last two games. So they, no. win, they win two out of their next four. Um... Or wait a second. Okay, they're they not. They win four. They win their next four games against Texas Tech. On the road, they could upset them. Maybe. They play TCU at home. TCU is not that good this year. Yeah. Iowa State at home. Iowa State's bad this year. And they they go hit the road against Kansas State. That's a rivalry game. You never know. I mean, I'm counting them out against Oklahoma. But they get Texas at home at the end of the year. They're not going to beat Texas they or could Oklahoma. Beat Texas. And they're also know. not going to beat TCU. TCU is going to stomp them. <laughs> All right. TCU gave a good game to Ohio State. They're not going to beat TCU. Either way, I'm taking Cumberland Valley. Yeah. So <laughs> after that brief foray into college football, um, next we've got Harrisburg at Chambersburg. Harrisburg's favored by 23 points. Easy over. Easy over. Okay. Listen. Listen. Harrisburg kind of takes it easy on teams when they start to crush them. And we kind of saw it this week a little bit. So, alright. And the Chambersburg offense isn't something to sneeze at. So, I'm going to take the under on that one. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, I might, I'll probably be eating my words. Uh, a team we haven't talked about in a little bit. Williamsport. They're playing a 4-3 and three Delaware Valley. Delaware Valley's down this year. Um, Williamsport has actually been really good the last couple weeks. Um, who you got? Williamsport is favored by six. Uh, I could see Delaware Valley taking this, um, and I will take Delaware Valley with the under and win. Ooh. Um, hmm. Okay, remind me, what did you say Delaware Valley's record was again? Four and three. And Williamsport is? I think they're five and two. All right. Jeez, I'm gonna take Williamsport over on this one. I know Williamsport is not nearly as good as they sh- should be, possibly. Um, I know they've struggled without the running back and all that, but hey, I still like them. They're still a good team. Um, finally, we've got Mifflin County at Dover. And before you ask, yes, this is Dover, Delaware, the Dover Eagles of Dover, Delaware. They're traveling to Delaware? <laughs> uh, I'll double-check that, but uh, I'm pretty sure this is the Dover Eagles. Oh, I know. It's not. It's not Delaware. <laughs> I'm stupid. Where is this team? They're 5-2, and two, and they're 4-0 and oh in their conference. Where Where they... Is it just called Dover? Their city? Yeah. Where? Where is it? Is it near this is, any this bigger is in towns? The, this is in the Gettysburg League. Okay. So, they, right. they lost to Shippensburg and Elizabethtown the first year, first two games, but they've been undefeated since then. 
All right, I'm going to go with the under. Dover is favored by 18 points over Mifco, just because 18 is a big spread. I don't think Mifco is going to really get close to beating them, but I don't think that they're going to score 18 points over them. And you? Listen, we don't even have to really go over this um, Dover with the points. I'm going to say Dover with the points. Mostly because Dover is... They're actually... They're going to make a playoff in whatever A they're in, so... <laughs> whatever so, A. <laughs> whatever A they're in. Um, I, guess, I should probably check that, actually. What A they are. Standings... Oh, they're 5A. What? So, yeah, take Dover. <laughs> take Dover with the points. A good 5A school against Mifflin County? Please. 18. <laughs> over 18. <laughs> and also, I don't like Mifflin County. I, I, I feel sorry for the guy who uh, emailed us the first week um, after we beat Mifflin County. He was like, you guys are so professional. You guys really treated Mifflin County like a worthy opponent. We really w- would love to see you guys in the playoffs. And... I was so nice to him, but now I'm just like picking and smashing Mifflin County every chance I get. Because... Wait, wait. <laughs> so he means like, like we treated them like as worthy punts on the podcast. Yeah, and well, like that's we, good. we, and like we, we made like the hype videos and and really, and there was a lot in the articles for Mifflin County. Well, that's the thing. We didn't even beat Mifflin County by that much. We took it, it wasn't easy a blowout. In the second half. We did take it easy on him in the second half, <laughs> but it wasn't a blowout. And I, I, I don't understand why people. I don't know why you hate Mifflin County so because much. Because every time I bet for them, they mess me up, and every time I bet against them, they mess me up. Okay. I haven't won a Mifflin County game for the whole year. <laughs> well, that's not a reason to just hate their fans. <laughs> I All don't right. hate their fans. I just I I don't like how they mess me up every single game. Like, Fair enough. Like like if you bet on every NFL game and you got a, a a good bit of them right, and then there was one team every week that just messed you up. <laughs> yeah. Would you like that team? Yeah. <laughs> so. True. All right. Um, Mifflin County, you're gonna lose to Dover by twenty five. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um. Alright, it's time for predictions. Predictions. What are we predicting? <laughs> I just slammed my computer shut. Nice. Nice on. Or nice off, I guess. Alright, anyways. Do you have your prediction ready? Alright. My prediction is... Um, no, I don't. I don't have my prediction. I was going to do like a off-the-cuff prediction. Um, okay. I can't I can't make a prediction about the trip because we don't know if we're going to on the bus or not, so I can't say, oh, we're going to Sheets or something again. Well, <laughs> I mean, you could predict that we're going to stop at Sheets no matter what, and then... Uh, we were a whole football team at Sheets. Uh, Actually, no. one time... So, you know, no. I, okay, I don't have time to get into ninth grade stories. Anyways, um... Listen, pe- okay. if people are listening to this point, like, why not? <laughs> Alright, so basically, <laughs> for the ninth grade team, they have a bus that carries all the players, and then they have a equipment bus that takes all of the pads and bags and everything, and all the balls, and the cooler, and all that, and the camera, and myself, and a couple of the coaches. And I would always ride in the, in the van with all the equipment. 
because he was a lot more comfortable and quiet and chill, and you could just hang out. And we generally have a couple players riding with us just for the heck of it because there was space. And oftentimes, we'd be pretty far ahead of the bus because we could go on smaller roads and the bus would have to take long routes um, because it can't go through the mountains at some points. And so oftentimes, we just end up stopping at sheets and just like getting food and hanging out for a while until because we'd just be really far ahead of the bus. So I've stopped with a part of the football team at sheets on a fairly regular basis. In fact, at the same one that's right before the bridge near Harrisburg, because if you're going on a road trip to south of Pennsylvania and you're stopping in Sheets, chances are it's that one. Controversial opinion. Um, Wawa is better than Sheets. <laughs> I'm not going to take an opinion on that because I'm going to piss people off. Anyways, um, here's my... Actually, another quick story. Um, whenever that question is asked, my friend from Maryland always says Royal Farms. <laughs> because... Do, do you know what Royal Farms is? Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not better than either of them. Um, but whenever I say that, because I'm from Minnesota, we used to live on a, um Indian reservation in Minnesota. So the people that owned the gas station on the reservation was um were Indian, of course. So they named the gas station Indian Gas, but it was in the local Indian language. So it was Nagachunag Arwitameg. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Which is Indian for Indian gas. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> so, that's my favorite. Um, my prediction is that we won't stop at cheats. Okay. That's a weak prediction. <laughs> my prediction is that Tommy Freiberg is going to have at least 60 yards rushing in this game. At least 60? Yeah. Okay, I I could easily see that happening. So That's also a weak prediction. Okay, <laughs> seventy, at least seventy yards. All right, but, is that a weak you know prediction what? now? You know huh? what? He's playing amped up after two down games. You know that's also pretty weak. I could easily see ninety-five. Hmm. <laughs> All right, time for plugs. So if you if you want to get live updates for the game. Um, I was not tweeting last week because we had another guy from Western Paid Football there and I could just focus on pictures and Nathan could focus on keeping score and this guy could focus on tweeting because he does it more than I do and he's probably better at it. But in any case, you should follow me anyways at NickHoss75. You can also check him out at Bag- Badgley Bruce. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm going to change my prediction. Set the sheets one. Kansas will be bowl eligible at the end of the year. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, Kansas that- all the way. Okay, that's this. Let's go. Okay, that's way. <laughs> that's insane. Anyways, Rock Chuck Jayhawk, baby. Let's do it. I don't ever want to hear that again. <laughs> Ryan Willis went to Kansas, so I gotta be a Kansas fan now. In any case, you can follow me at Nickhoss75 for live updates, take videos, take pictures, send them out. Do my best. It's pretty awesome. You can also email me at uh, Nickhoss75 at gmail.com, or you can check out Nathan at Nathan Grella, or you can email him at the same thing, but with gmail.com added to the end of it. Yep. Or you can check out our articles at westernpafootball.net. It's a good time. It's a great website. It's better than Max Preps. Yeah. The, the content's better. It's more local. Talks about your teams with your students that run it. Not really. There's not a lot of students that are actually in it. We're special. But in any case... We're the driven ones. Yeah, that's right. 
Shout out to Central Dolphins beat reporter students who can't do anything. Wow, <laughs> we're about, shots we're gonna fired. Go, we're going to go to the other sideline and fight with our student reporters. <laughs> yeah. You guys are low effort. You guys don't write good articles. Or I don't know. <laughs> In any case... Um, it's like the Anchorman fight both kids in, in a football stadium. Do <laughs> you have any other plugs to make? Um, Facebook. Check oh, out yeah, Facebook. check out our Facebook page. Check out our website. It's in the link to the description of this video slash podcast, wherever you're watching it. Oh, yep. It's going to be in CastBox. It's going to be in Apple Podcasts. Um, nobody text me or send me an email or something about a Google Play podcast, so we're just going to assume that... Nobody listens. To I've Google never Play heard podcast. of anyone doing that, do, like actually listening to Google Play podcast. Apparently, so. it comes with your like uh, your Android phone, so it maybe, does. Maybe? But I've never used it. Castbox is just stinks. better. <laughs> probably stinks like every other Google Play product. Uh, bye bye. <laughs> All right, this has been the State College Football Podcast. I'm Nick Hosselter. and I'm Nathan Grella. Go Little Lions. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Take us away, my boys.